The last two episodes of The Mandalorian have left the fandom in anticipation on what will happen next. Three animated Star Wars shows are rumored to be in the works. Ahsoka is rumored to be in three future Star Wars films, and George Lucas reveals all on why he didn't make the sequel trilogy. All that and more here on Chatooine. Well, welcome back to Chatsuine, everyone. I'm your host, Star Wars Only, joined with Darth Daddy Lunga and the Goldman. And here on Chatsuine, we simply talk about the news, topics in the fandom, and simply chat about Star Wars. So if you have any questions for us, make sure to leave them in the live chat or send a super chat question so you can be guaranteed an answer to your question before the show is over. We're also on Spotify and everywhere else. If you listen to podcasts, we're pretty much on there. So check us out there as well. And also, sorry, we didn't do a show last week. Uh, me, I, I had a, I had scheduling conflicts. I, I have a, a new job that's making my schedule a little bit more complicated, but we're here to talk about everything Star Wars related now. So like usual, first topic is Mandalorian, uh, Goldman, Longa. I know it's, I think it's been two weeks now. How are you guys doing? Yeah. How are you guys feeling about Star Wars and the state of the world? Best feeling i've had about star wars since the original trilogy wow that's, wow. A, that's a big one even before <laughs> the prequels like even when the phantom menace trailer came out yep. dang yep. um i don't it's it just it's it's nice seeing a lot of people just happy about star wars again um and i'm very excited for the future this is the most excited i've been about the show um and i'm just i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm happy to be a star wars fan great time yeah, I, I agree. I think the future is brighter than <clears throat> ever. I know a lot of us. It, it's it's funny. Um, I was reading. I, I've been reading a lot of interviews about for for the documentary I'm making about Lucas on like what happened when he sold it. And I remember when it was announced that J.J. Abrams was directing. There was a Star Wars podcast guy who um, said this is like one of the best moments in Star Wars history. Like the the feeling is just kind of <laughs> insurmountable. And now I look back on that in hindsight, I'm like, okay, well maybe we jump the gun on it and maybe we'll say that today looking back in 2030 or something but i mean as it stands right now we actually have content that we're happy with i think the mandalorian mm -hmm. has really brought in a lot of star wars fans a lot of joy and uh, really just good quality star wars content that makes the future seem very bright I mean, mainly with what is in the works and what could happen down the line so I mean, which do you guys want to talk about first? I mean, we, we can talk a little bit about Chapter 13, The Jedi, but the one that came out yesterday that's been all the rave is Chapter 14, The Tragedy, which I found funny because mm -hmm. after the one with Ahsoka last week, a lot of people kind of, I wouldn't say weren't looking forward to Chapter 14, but they were just kind of like, ah, like the, the peak of the show has kind of already hit with the yeah. Ahsoka one. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting <laughs> a, um, a letdown. Not, not a, I don't, letdown is hard. Not, a, not it's a hard word, but I was expecting a, a, a dip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do Especially when, um, uh, no, um, well, I, considering I really liked the Jedi and this one, I liked a lot too, but maybe a little less. So technically I guess so, but I don't know. It's, they're both great. And you know, when people, it's funny, whenever people hear that an episode is short, They'll like be really upset, like, oh, it's not long enough. Um, like this episode and then chapter uh, 11 was also fairly short, but those two episodes have been great. Um, so I'm not going to complain about episode length anymore. 
Yeah, I, I don't feel like this episode <clears throat> was too short for me, uh, mm-hmm. if at all. Uh, I, I, um, I have noticed that I'm kind of the odd man out when it comes to this recent episode of the uh, what's it called? The tragedy. The tragedy. And, uh, it's it's called the tragedy because, of course, uh, spoiler alert: Grogu gets taken away, which is very sad. Um, for me, it, it's I, I like this episode in terms of story and kind of what they did. I, I liked seeing Boba return. I really thought the return of Boba was good. I, I thought Tamir Morrison did an amazing job. Uh, for me, I, I've said it in my review of this episode. I've said it on my Instagram. I feel like this looked like a fan film for Star <laughs> Wars. It, it just looked very weird, and uh, I've gotten a lot of hate about it. One guy was saying that I was cancer because I didn't uh, <laughs> say this was the greatest episode of all time. I was like, hey, man, I'm just... It's it's not me trying to be like a scholar and a <laughs> yeah, film critic. It's not, it was it's like, not like you said you hated it. You, you thought you thought it was mm-hmm, a good episode. No. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's it was it looked okay I, in mm-hmm. some cases. But I, I think uh, it, I think the biggest reason why it felt like a fan film, at least for me, was because when you watch a lot of these actual fan films, they're filmed in like open areas, like a desert or in the middle of the forest or a field, and yeah. that was essentially what this episode was. So that's. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I don't think the like production value made it like a fan film. If that makes sense. I think it was the angles. That that's what it, what it was made me feel like a fan film was the angles. Fan films have a lot of those up angles, looking up at someone, uh, or you know, from a certain area. I think so. I think the shot angles maybe is what gave you that feel, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I think it was some of the shot angles. I think it was maybe the after effects that they did on it. It, it just seemed like something I personally would go make in my backyard with uh, my own you know, handheld <laughs> camera. So that that's just my, my take on it. It's it's not like it was a bad episode. I, I liked the, the um, kind of situation with Grogu of him leaving, him kind of, I guess, going to the dark side a little bit just because he killed those yeah. two stormtroopers. Um, personally, the, the one thing that I, I noted and I also got a little hate for is that I wanted a little bit more emotion about him leaving. I thought this could have been an episode that would have actually made people cry. If you saw Din Djarin get upset about Grogu getting taken away, the Razor Crest is destroyed. It just seemed like he kind of, I wouldn't say didn't care, but he was like, oh, well, that sucks. Uh, anyways, you know, just kind of went on about his day. So I, I wasn't thinking about him has been about very that. reserved. Think about the way he reacted when the entire, when the entire covert was, was killed. He didn't. I mean, he he's not an overly emotional character, so I I, I think it's in line with how he is. I think I think yeah. he just hides his uh, emotions behind his yeah. uh, mask. I mean, for all we know, <laughs> like I think I definitely believe Pedro Pascal, if he were not wearing the helmet, would deliver something that's very emotional. But yeah, I agree with Longa. You know, the mask makes him more a much more reserved character. Um, so that that's the vibe I got. <clears throat> yeah, and I I agree with both of you on that. I I just think that because of the connection between him and Grogu that's been building for so long, I would have liked to see something a little bit more with this, uh, add a little bit more meat to it. But yeah, I, I understand I'm, I'm nitpicking with that um, there, but what'd you guys think about Boba Fett? I mean, we've been talking about him getting his own mm-hmm. series basically all year. And now we finally get to see him kind of back in his armor, kind of doing his own thing. What'd you guys think of the return officially of Boba Fett? It was it, it was definitely entertaining because, you know, people love to say how Boba Fett's this badass, but you don't really get that in the originals. He's kind of just there. You know, he captures Han Solo, sure, but he doesn't do anything legit badass. And then, you know, Return the Jedi, he looks like a, a loser. Um, but here, you no, know, Boba Fett kicks some ass. You know, I, I, I was surprised by how actually brutal this episode was at times. 
you know, he had the um that like metal stick or whatever, and he was clocking people in the face. Like that was that was surprising. You seen like people the storm like there's one angle where it just zoomed in on a uh, stormtrooper's helmet and it was like shattered. Oh, that guy's face like mm-hmm. must have been <laughs> gone. So um yeah, I, I I like seeing Boba Fett. Um, one thing though, this didn't convince me that he deserves his own series. Was it fun seeing him fight? Sure. <clears throat> was it fun seeing him a badass? Sure. But I'm still not convinced that Boba Fett should have his own series. I'm not sure I would be interested in one either. I do find that interesting because they, they have said that, you know, basically the series is filming right now. So I, I think that mm-hmm. your wish will go a little unfulfilled. But <laughs> honestly, um, at, at the moment, I, I think that he's uh, he, he's kind of redeemed himself in character wise. I mean, as someone who did not like his character in the original trilogy, I, I've seen some people say that they weren't excited about him getting his own series and now kind of changes their opinion about that. Do you think as someone who wasn't a fan of him in the original trilogy, do, do you think he's a little bit better of a character now? Uh, sure. He was more entertaining. I did like how, um, even though he kind of had some, like a little bit of a code in this episode that he's going to stick with Mando and help him find the child. You still see that a little bit of that darker Boba Fett in the way he fights, just like completely brutal. He wasn't holding back. He had no problem just slamming stormtroopers in the face. Um, and like some of the, like the acting I think was great. Like he looked like really angry at times. Uh, I, I totally bought it. Um, so I definitely thoroughly enjoyed him in this episode. Um, and I probably will enjoy him for the rest of the season, <clears throat> but I don't think I would be interested in seeing him as the main character in the show. What about you, Lunga? What'd you think about Boba Fett? Are you, you on board um, for a sequel or a series yeah. on him at all? I'm I'm okay. I do have some weird sounds. That's not the 3D printer. I don't know what's going on with my audio. There's some other sound coming through. And it's not oh, I thought that's printer. what it was. Yeah, but you guys yeah, don't no, know. Lunga's it, actually making a Din yeah. Djarin mask himself. He's going to become the Mando. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Season three. Now, there's some other wine coming. I'm not sure where it's from, but I can't do much about it right now. Uh, but right. yeah, I mean, I'm okay with uh, the Boba Fett series. I was always okay with it. Um, my only issue is, is not a Boba Fett series, but what is the story going to be about? That's the most important thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, if it's if it's prior to Mando and it's him living with the Tusken Raiders, I'm going to be bored. Um, <laughs> you know, I need I need something more of, of substance uh, for that. Um, but I'm okay with it, and I did. I, and as far as what Goldman said about how it's like, you know, he has his code, and that's okay. We think if we think about it, really, what we know of Boba, at least for, if we go by the movies, you know, people can t- bring up the Dark Horse comics and stuff all they want. But if we go by the movie stuff, it's not like we knew that much about him, other than he was a bounty hunter and mm-hmm. he just did his job. Now, if you think about how bounty hunters are in general, just in in cinema and in storytelling, uh, even if you think about how the John Wick stuff is, when it, if they're paid to do something, they'll do it. They have no qualms; they they'll do what they got to do. But other than that, if they're not paid to do something, they don't get involved, or they or they worry about themselves, or they don't usually have to worry about too much stuff. So it's like I heard people are saying, like, well, why didn't he just uh, kill him for uh, kill Din Djarin for his armor too? I'm like, because he, that's not what he he just wants his armor. He doesn't care what Din Djarin does with his life. He doesn't want his armor. Mm-hmm. But And as far as him and Coden wanting to help out, it makes kind of sense, I would guess, and it gives a little more depth to the character that we didn't have. I like that he's willing to help out. I think it's going to make the rest of the series, or at least the season, pretty interesting because it's going to be, you know, Din Djarin mm-hmm. with, I would assume, Cara Dune. Maybe not her because she might just give him information on how to find Bill Burr's character, Mayfield. But we know Din is going to be working with Boba and uh, Finnick. So I'm kind of happy with that. I think basically the next episode is going to be they're going to go to some prison, get Bill Burr's character out of there, and then right after that is the big season finale, and we get the 
see what happens at the end of it all. And, and that makes me really excited because for me, this season has been better than season one. And I really think there's only been one episode that I didn't like. And that was the second episode of this season. I think it was what uh, chapter 10, 10. The, the one with the spiders. Yes. Yeah. Did not like that one even remotely, but mostly man. I mean, this, this season's been a hit. Every single episode has done great. Even mm-hmm. this episode w- where some parts of it, I didn't like as much as others. I gave it an eight out of 10. I mean, it's still not only passes as the B. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, uh, I think the series is doing everything right. And mm-hmm. I, I saw an article talking about how this kind of did, better for star Wars than what the sequel trilogy did back in 2015 when it started up. And I, I agree with that. I think this really sets a good kind of base on the future of star Wars for the stories of our characters and, you know, a potential Soka series, a Boba Fett series that's happening and season three and season four for this series of Mandalorian. I can't, I can't be happier than what we have right now. I mean, this, like, like Lunga was saying, this may be the best time to be alive for a Star Wars fan since the original trilogy and the happiest we've been in ever. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really don't feel like even people on the fandom menace side, even people who can't stand Disney Star Wars, I don't really feel like you have much room to stand on why you don't like the series anymore. What, what do you think, Goldman? People will always find a way to complain about stuff. But I mean, the, when something like The Mandalorian, there's just... I feel like a lot of the complaints that people have with these episodes are rather small things. Like with the uh, chapter 13, the Jedi, people were complaining about uh, Ahsoka's Laku. Now they were shorter than they were in Rebels. Like if that's the biggest complaint you're going to have about an episode, I think it's a pretty good episode. Um, and with this episode, you know, some people were saying it was like a fan film. But again, like the actual story, there, there's not much to complain about, at least from my perspective. And a lot of people seem to be happy um, I yeah, I completely agree. This might not be the happiest time I've been as a Star Wars fan, but looking forward and definitely right now, I am definitely uh, really excited. Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, Lunga, you got any thoughts on not only the show, where it's going, but the future of the franchise at this point? I think your mic's muted, buddy. If he's even here, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many places it can go, right? I mean, we I, we're literally at the point where we know. I mean, I was speculating like crazy, and a lot of the stuff I speculated has actually happened, which is cool. But now it's at a point where it's like there's like a million roads, and it's like where can this go? We have absolutely no idea. You know what I mean? Uh, Moff Gideon is still confusing to me because he wears that Vader esque armor, and it almost seems like he could be an Inquisitor or, or work it, or maybe maybe he's a Sith acolyte uh, or something like that. But there, we don't know what's going on with that. We don't know, the Dark Troopers. We don't know are they all cyborg? Are I mean, they all uh, droid? Or are they cyborgs? Uh, are there people inside of there? Um, but baby, I was even thinking about this. Was Grogu actually maybe a dark side baby to begin with? You know, maybe he wasn't a Jedi. Uh, maybe, he, you know, he was at the temple, but maybe they were keeping him there for some other reason. And they were worried about it. And that's why they were training him because he had too much, you know, dark side affinity. So they were trying to to help him or something. But there's de- definitely something going on between him and, and North <coughs> Gideon where they know each other. Um, but who knows where it's going to go. But I'm excited. And that's the thing I like. When it gets to a point where I can no longer speculate and now it's like, geez, what's going to mm-hmm. happen? 
you know, Thrawn. We got there's just so much that can that can occur here that I'm super excited and I just can't wait to see what happens. And I'm sad that there's only going to be you know two more episodes left. <laughs> One thing I like that you touched on was the dark side nature of uh, Grogu slash Baby Yoda. This, this is something I noticed a little bit in the first season because you know he force choked Cara Dune. That's that's a fairly dark side thing to yeah. do. In this season, we're really starting to see that. And if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, it's been what twenty close to thirty years since um, Revenge of the Sith. So Baby Yoda has probably been in a rather depressing environment since. I mean, yeah, he was saved by someone, but when I mean, we can assume that he's on the run or was on the run with someone, someone had him and was on the run with him at some point, and he was captured most of his life. I mean, we can assume, and it's not really until um, Mando Dinjarin that he has probably a good relationship with someone since the events of the prequels, and taking him away from uh, Dinjarin makes sense that he's gonna tap into his darker tendencies. That's something Ahsoka mentioned, that he sees Din Djarin as a father, and what happens when you remove a baby from their parent? Yeah. Not good. So I'm I'm very curious to see if they're going to play into that potential dark side aspect of Baby Yoda. I would hope so, just because personally I was disappointed with how they did the dark side stuff with mm -hmm. Ezra in Rebels, where it was like at the ending, I think of season two or season three, you had that red eyes. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, he might go down a dark path. And then, like, within the next two episodes of the next season, it was like, ah, oh, no, nah, it was just, you know, cool to think about. And so, I would like that to be explored a little bit. Maybe not with Grogu, but it, just in general, um, I feel like getting a little bit more characterization of dark side characters would be something I would be really interested in for the future of Star Wars. Getting to know about the dark side a little bit more than what we already do, because it's mostly been from the point of view of the Jedi, which is fine. I mean, that's how the story's supposed to be. The good guys always win, of course. But still, I, I think Grogu exploring the dark side would be quite interesting to see and, and learning more about his backstory. One thing that really interests me, and I, I kind of want to hear your guys' theories on it, is the seeing stone. I mean, that was a big part of yeah. Ahsoka telling him where to go. And the reason he went there, of course, was to find out who would be his Jedi master. And I personally was hoping that we would actually see him have visions of his past and visions of his future and maybe who to go to. Do you guys think, cause I personally think that he knows who should train him. I just think that we're not going to know that answer until at least season three at this point, or at the very ending of season two, like within the last five minutes because of him being captured at this point, do you guys think he knows who is supposed to train him at this point? And who do you think that is at this point? Um, I honestly think, and this, this may be a hot take, um, I don't think he's going to be trained. Um, I don't. I don't think he's going to choose his, his member. It's all about him picking his path. And uh, there's those huge daddy moments when he's in the ship and he's talking to him. He's like, remember, when he uses the word "the nice lady," that is a dad speak. Okay, no one says "the nice lady" to a kid <laughs> unless it's, it's a dad. Mm -hmm. It is complete dad speak. And he's like telling him, like, "Don't you want to learn all that Jedi stuff? You know, don't you want to do?" He's almost trying to convince himself more than him. He's like, yeah. "I really don't want to part with him." And I really and the way Grogu even looks at him, there's so much emotive in this little puppet. Uh, I think he's one. He's going to choose to stay with Din Djarin. I, that's what I think. I don't think he's going to he's going to want to be trained to be a Jedi. He didn't. I don't think he wants to do it. I think he just wants to be who he is, and that's it. I like that I, take. What I, do you think, Golden? I I agree. I think they they might attempt at some point to try and train him. I do think he'll become stronger with the Force, but I don't think he'll be separated from uh, Mando. Um, yeah, I, I just, I had, I had a thought and I completely forgot it. <laughs> it's in there somewhere, Goldman. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. 
Well, I, I thought what would be <laughs> yeah, you, you, two interesting routes is that if he does stay with Din Djarin for the foreseeable future, it's kind of depressing because, you know, Din's going to die and Baby Yoda or Grogu is still going to live on because he's not going to be baby no more. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he lives a lot longer. Also, fun, fun thought, which I know is completely conspiracy theory, never going to happen. What if in his vision he saw that Moff Gideon was supposed to be the guy to train him? That that would baffle me beyond relief if he uh, was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go for the dark side. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that uh, Moff Gideon is force sensitive, but mm, I could be wrong. But my, my, my train of thought, I remembered. Um, so with Mando, like, you know, I was on the beginning of the episode. I'd like a point that Longus said where um, he was like in the beginning of this episode, the tragedy. He was kind of talking to Baby Yoda. He's like, I'm going to have to give you up. You're going to have to go away with him. He, it did seem like he was convincing himself, like this is something he has to do. And he definitely doesn't want. And then this was something we talked about earlier. When like Baby Yoda was gone, he was definitely like destroyed internally. And I think that the mask was a complete cover-up. And I, I think, I, I, I just can't see a path for the series where um, Baby Yoda separates from Din Djarin for a significant amount of time. But with a Jedi, he clearly either saw someone or communicated with someone. That's not going to be a plot thread that's going to be dropped. So we're going to see a Jedi. I'm not sure who it could be. I mean, Ezra, Luke, uh, who who else is there? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the really interesting things I was speculating on is, you know, in Return of the Jedi, Yoda says to Luke, you're the last of the Jedi. Um so I feel like if in the canon they keep on, if they bring back another person that survived throughout the events of the original trilogy but didn't help out, I think it would, it would take away a little bit from Return of the Jedi. So it's, do I want to see Luke? I think that would be cool. Um, I could see something happening where like maybe Luke shows up or Ezra shows up and is like, yeah, we just we can't train him. He he needs to be with you or else he will end up going down a dark path. Um, so I definitely that's my that's what, that's what I think is going to happen. I am uh, seriously like before here begin of season one when everyone or season one when we saw Boba what we now know is Boba over Fennec Shen I'm like no it's not Boba there's no way they're 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 trying to do their own th- I'm thinking about how how creative people are they like they want to separate from from the old stuff and not you know hang on other characters I completely underestimated the fan the fandom of Favreau and Filoni. <laughs> I know I know how big fans they are, but I seriously, they want to tie this in. They want to bring all this old stuff back in as much as possible. So where at one point I would have said Luke Skywalker, no way. There's no way they're going to bring. Yeah, I I can see it happening now. I can see it happening. This is a way for them to bring, especially with how upset people were with how Luke's treatment was. I could see him bring it back. Maybe Sebastian Stan. Maybe it's something else. I would love Sebastian Stan. I think that'd be he's perfect. That'd be awesome. But yeah, everyone's been saying he should be. Maybe the guy it's just to voice. Maybe you bring Mark yeah. Hamill and just do a voiceover. Maybe it's just his voice speaking to him over the force. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and the, re- and the reason why he wasn't anything that he wasn't part of uh, Luke's. Uh, Academy later is because he makes the choice of not to be trained and he wants to stay with Din Djarin. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, there's, that's what I think. I, I could, I think we could see Luke Skywalker or hear him at least at some point. Yeah, I think we're gonna get something big when it comes to the Jedi at the end of this season. Um, I, I really kind of hope that they, they twist things up and Grogu does have a little bit of the dark side to him at least in season three. And what mm-hmm. brings him back is that little that little knob that uh, he always plays with that Jinjarin has at the moment. Um, may, probably be a little similar to Rebels, like I said, I didn't really like, but I think it'd be different if it's a Grogu since he's a baby. 
but there, there's a lot of potential. And uh, when it comes to like what this is setting up, Ahsoka was talking about, you know, she's looking for Thrawn. She's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. And Dave Filoni has hinted that this series, like where we're at right now, might actually be taking place before the yeah. ending of Rebels, where we see her kind of depart with Sabine to look for Ezra. So this could be setting something up big with Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he could be the one who is in charge of Moff Gideon. There's so many things that are kind of coming together, pieces mm-hmm. of the puzzle, but we really only have the like outline of the puzzle. like The middle of it, yeah. the big meat of it all, is completely empty to us, and I don't think we're going to get a lot of those answers until Season 3, like... Uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who plays Moff Gideon, has been teasing at. And he also teased, though, at the beginning, or actually before this season of season two, he said that we're going to get a lot of one-on-one time with him and uh, Grogu. So I, I think we're going to see a lot in this next episode, or maybe in the fi- uh, final episode of season two, of what's going to happen with potentially Grogu if he stays captured, or uh, more about his history and what Moff Gideon's plans are in general. And I think that's going to be a big cliffhanger for all of us because we're going to realize more on the, the evil aspects of him. Because even someone like Boba Fett, when he saw the ship, he was like, the Empire's back. And that was a big deal to him. I don't think it was a big deal to a lot of us, but I, I just think that means there's some moves that are taking place that even someone like him and Finnick are kind of like surprised by. So it's... um. A very, very unique way on actually taking the story. And, and I, I can't stress enough how like how much better this season is compared to season one. Because season one was very isolated. Season one was like, okay, it's a simple story. It's fun. But it, we're keeping things between. It, it's just these characters we don't know. It's new stories, new characters, and very simple fun. This is completely different. This is like changing mm-hmm. everything for me and they've said game of thrones style and i think they're they're hitting that pretty well so uh, any final thoughts on you know chapter 13 chapter 14 and where this show is going at this point i i i don't think that this might be a hot take i don't think thrawn is going to show up in this show maybe later on i do think the um thrawn reveal was some like backdoor pilot for this rebel sequel show because i do believe mm-hmm. that's going to happen they're, they're going to conclude ezra's story in some way and i don't think the mandalorian is the right place to do that I, I do think it would have to be something focused on sabine and ahsoka and i like you brought up the point with the rebels epilogue because we don't really know when it is i i always thought it was like sometime right after return of the jedi but yeah it could be much later on and i could totally see it where um, this happens first, chapter 13. She asks the magistrate where uh, is Thrawn. She gets that information. And then after she gets the information, she then goes to Sabine and is like, okay, I have some info. Let's go together. And then that's what we see in the Rebels epilogue. I totally see that happening. And I do think there's much bigger plans for Thrawn. One thing interesting about Thrawn is with the canon, they've already done a new Thrawn trilogy about him. And now they're making another Thrawn trilogy about him. Um, the first book came out, and then this new trilogy is really focusing on the Chiss. And mm-hmm. I think that might be set up later on um, for like the, the hardcore fans that we're going to really explore like the Unknown Regions because the Chiss are from the Unknown Regions. And it kind of makes sense because we can't have a big war in the galaxy between Episode 6 and 7. So if you have a conflict brewing in the Unknown Regions, it could be with the Chiss, and that's where Ahsoka and Ezra go. And maybe that's why Luke isn't really around. Maybe he's with them. We'll see, but I definitely think there are a lot of plans for Thrawn. They might even be doing some sort of reboot of the original Thrawn trilogy that came out in the 90s. Obviously not the same story, but 
something similar where Thrawn is the head of this big Imperial remnant. I could see something like that happening. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think the um, what's the next one is going to be di- written by Rick Famuyiwa, so he's directing mm-hmm. that one, I would assume, as well. And it's funny because uh, Mayfield, Bill Burr, is coming back in that one. Uh, I th- Do you guys think John Favreau is directing the last episode? Because I, looking at the director's list, I think that's the route it's going to go because the directors mm-hmm. that have returned are Bryce Dallas Howard. She did the Harris episode with uh, Bo-Katan. Then we have Peyton Reed. Which one did he direct? He directed chapter, one. yeah, uh, the one with the spiders. Uh, Dave Filoni did the Jedi. Uh, who else was there? The day was uh, Robert Rodriguez. Am I missing anybody? Carl Weathers directed uh, chapter his own 12? episode. Yeah, yeah. And then he, Favreau so, did the first one. And so, you think Favreau is going to do the last one as well? We're going to have a surprise director. Is it going to say uh, at the end, directed by Ryan Johnson or <laughs> directed by George <laughs> Lucas? <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would love Ryan Johnson to come back. Um, if they did George Lucas, though, I mean, I, I, I think the possibility of that happening is like zero, but that would be like crazy. The behind the scenes stuff of George Lucas directing Star Wars again, I, I would pay to watch that. I would, be yeah. uh, I would, I'd pay top dollar just to see that man get behind set and <laughs> talk shit or something like that. All right, I'm gonna show you guys how I, I would do it, you know, like <laughs> get into his <laughs> little mojo. Hold my beer, guys. Hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> hold my beer. And this time <laughs> it's uh, this time it's him and not faster, more intense. No, Dave Filoni. Yeah, this time it's Dave Filoni, and he's gonna be like, it's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. Them two times. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, I like I Victor's it. take on it. It's going to be a directed by the Goldman. Uh, yeah, you guys <laughs> thought we just had cameos? No, they brought they brought us in because <laughs> Goldman himself wanted to direct a, a whole the the, fi- the final episode, and uh, none of us know exactly how it's going to go. Um, but uh, sticking to live action, <laughs> there's a new report from uh, this guy Daniel Richmond, who we've talked about before, and I'll, I'll talk about him a little bit more before we uh, end this segment on th- this specific topic. But he says that. Rosario Dawson, the actress who plays Ahsoka, has signed on for three Star Wars films. Now, coincidentally, there are three Star Wars films that are coming in the years of 2023, 2025, and 2027. So, Luga, I'm going to give you this first question. Do you think we're going to see Ahsoka in three Star Wars films? In three films? That's a lot. Um, yeah. Wow. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still really feel that they're lining her up more for this Disney Plus uh, uh, live action series kind of stuff. Maybe she'll make an appearances. I, I just don't see her being a main player in a new trilogy. Um, un- mm-hmm. Unless, unless, hear me out, guys. Maybe. Maybe they're doing this whole Thrawn Ascendancy or, 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 or a version of Air the Empire or something. Not Air the Empire because we had a sequel trilogy, but something with Thrawn or Thrawn Ascendancy, mm. um, having a trilogy with that, and she's a major player in that. Yeah, that's that's not a bad route to to take it. I mean, if she's, I, I would imagine if they're doing a sequel to Rebels in an animated format, she is going to be one of the main characters mm-hmm. in that, and she's going to find Ezra, and that's going to lead to answers with Thrawn. But will they take the Thrawn route of it into live action with Ahsoka? I mean, it's a whole nother route to go. And I, I think, I, I don't know if so, maybe Ahsoka is marketable enough to get her own trilogy. Uh, Go- Goldman, what do you think? You think she's not only going to be in three films, but do you think she's going to be the main character of three films? 
I'm still not sold on the idea that these films will take place between episodes six and seven. I think maybe that's just me wanting them to be in the past. But if they do, I, I don't I could see Ahsoka being involved, um, potentially being a big role. I don't think she can be the main character because if it does take place after this Mandalorian episode, I mean, she's in her mid 40s, the character. And I feel like with the Star Wars movie, you need to have a main character that is somewhat younger. I mean, all the main all the films have had a main character, uh, whether it be Anakin, Luke or Ray, or I guess Jin and Han that are relatively young people. Um, so I, I don't think they would have a main character in a Star Wars movie be in their mid 40s. Um, but she could serve as some mentor role to some new character. Um, that's the protagonist of um, the trilogy. I, I don't think the main character of these films, if if it's going to be between episode six and seven, and it carries on Thrawn's story or Ezra's story. I think the main character has to be someone new because we need that character that doesn't know about Ezra and Thrawn or Ahsoka because it would be ser- kind of serving as like the audience members who hasn't watched any of the uh, animated stuff. Because yeah. if you're going to do a movie trilogy about Ahsoka, Ezra, and Thrawn, then you basically have to watch Rebels and you don't want to create movies that you need to watch something else to understand. So... If you have this new character and then, then they meet Ezra in like the second film and he explains a little bit about the backstory, then that could work. Um, I could totally see them doing a um, what if what if the rumors about rebooting the sequel trilogy are true, but they're not retconning it. They're just making the new trilogy take place shortly after Return of the Jedi with new characters. <laughs> Maybe Doom Conqueror's right this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Bowman, Bowman, don't take us down that road. Don't don't take us down yeah. that road. <laughs> That's a bad listen, um, listen, we just got faith that Filoni and Favreau are like, trying to make stuff that all Star Wars fans can like. Let's not go back down that road, please. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I don't think, to answer your question, I don't think Ahsoka would be the main character in these movies, but I could totally see her playing an important character. Yeah, I would imagine that, like, if you know, the, the big thing with these next three films that are 2023, 2025, and 2027 is we really don't know anything about them, where in the timeline they play take place or anything like that. But that doesn't mean those are the only three films that are coming. And there could be potential spinoff films. Uh, we've been told a few times this past year or so that uh, live action Thrawn and Ezra are supposed to happen. Now, whether that's before the Rebels sequel happens or after, like where that lines up. I mean, there's so many different possibilities with all of this. So maybe she would appear in that. So I would imagine that if it's three films, I would imagine that some of them are going to be just mostly spinoff films. And also, we don't know if this, she might show up in one of them, but she may not show up in all three of them. And I'm not entirely sure if I believe the news from this Dana Richmond guy anymore. And it's not because I don't think he's credible, but man, he, he's made a lot of claims in the past few months that are not getting outrageous, but they're getting up there. I mean, one of them was that Mace Windu is getting his own series or oh, some least three is being made by EA. A Darth Bane is going to be in a lot of future shows getting his own project. So maybe he's right on all of these, or maybe he's right on just a few, but he's got a lot of scoops right now that we need to kind of wait and see them play out before we have a kind of fully formed opinion on him right now and and kind of validate his credibility i, think, so, I mean i'm gonna be honest with you um, go ahead i think i think it's all a lot of whiteboard stuff someone probably showed him some kind of whiteboard and the ideas that they're tossing around and that's what's being reported and we all know whiteboard stuff is literally like 70 percent of that gets tossed 
that you know that's how how it works so are you telling me the whiteboard for the uh, high republic showing diversity and dinosaurs oh, is being tossed now longa you don't remember the <laughs> controversy where everybody well, was like oh yes, my god how yes. dare they have diversity in star dinosaurs <laughs> oh no but there was a worse sin than diversity dinosaurs oh. Dinosaurs and Star Wars. Not my One thing about that, I love how they said. Um, I think it said like had an actual ending, and people thought that was like taking shots at the sequels. Yeah, I just think they they meant no uh, open open ended uh, yeah. questions right. at the end of the uh, High Republic stuff. But um, I mean, so, since we're since we're on the topic though, uh, yeah. the next bit of news for the Star Wars show world is that there are three animated series in the works. And one of them is going to be High Republic. And they did add that there is small talk. Nothing can, like the, the scoop is that one of the animated series is going to be High Republic. But the whispers and, and small talk is that there also might be a show of the High Republic in live action. So, Goldman, I'm going to give you this first question. Should the High Republic go live action or animated? I think animated. Definitely. Um, if you do a live action show, you're somewhat limited as to what you can do. If you look at something like The Mandalorian, as amazing as it is, it's not grand in scale. But with an animated show like Clone Wars, you can have big battles every episode if you really wanted to. And something like The High Republic that makes someone like me excited is seeing a lot of Jedi versus this weird uh, alien species. It's not the Sith, but it's still conceptually really cool in my opinion and you're seeing a lot of jedi like big battles or something not like big wars but i want to see battles i want to see fights in the stars and star wars and with an animated show like the high republic i think you can do that more effectively than a uh, live action show and i think something more animated you can get into a lot more weird stuff um like a lot of the clone wars did some really interesting lore stuff with like those yoda episodes at the end of season six and something like the High Republic, I want them to explore a lot of new things. And I feel like they're more tempted. They would be more tempted to do that in an animated show than a live action one. Um, so, yeah, I, I really hope this is an animated show. And I hope it's true because this is what I've been wanting. I want a new story with new characters. The only familiar character would be Yoda. And I'm not even sure if he'd play a big role. New story. And this this is, makes me so excited. So, yeah, what, I, I hope it's animated. Think, uh... What do you what do you think, Longa? Do you think it should be a, a live action or animated uh, High Republic series? What, what happened to uh, we're not making it? This is just books, guys. We're not we're not. Yeah, we're not, well, that's the no first plans. thing that came to no my plans. mind. <laughs> yeah, it was all a lie. I knew it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, um, just from the way everything we've seen with it being concept art and the way they're talking about it, how there's books for the kids as well mixed in there. Um, I almost feel like this is custom made for uh, an animated show. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. It would be cool to see. I, I like live action everything. Okay. If it's animated, I'd love to see it turn into live action if possible. You know what I mean? But I think this is kind of custom made for an animated show. It feel it, it has that feel of a different era of Rebels and Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that this could be the modern day Clone Wars. I mean, Clone Wars did so much justice for the prequel trilogy and really brought the characters of Anakin, Obi-Wan and really made Ahsoka who she is. I think this is the opportunity to do the same thing, but for high Republic and do it before we actually get a potential movie, a, a live action series and a, a, I guess animated show uh, the books would help the animated show, but animated show would be like modern day clone wars in terms of, we have the Jedi at the height of their power. 
There's not a definitive end on what's going to happen. We don't know what brings the end to the High Republic. We don't really know what it's like during this time because it's 400 years before the Phantom Menace. The Jedi are kind of doing their own thing, and they're supposed to be like old Western cowboys. They're still exploring the galaxy and learning things about the Force. There's a lot of potential with the High Republic, and I think giving a show for this uh, era is a good idea by Disney and Lucasfilm. And I also think that, personally, I I would prefer a little bit more of the animated stuff just because it would be similar to Clone Wars. But live action would be something that I think is also really great because, I mean, imagine seeing all these lightsabers and all these characters on live action big screen one day. I mean, maybe one day we actually get a movie out of this. Uh, Lunga, I'll ask you this. uh, Do you think that the higher public shows, you know, live action or uh, animated, set up a potential movie or trilogy? you think we're just not only going to do a show for the High Republic, we're actually going to do a movie or a trilogy one day. Uh, well, you kind of just it kind of springboard of what I said. I'd love to see, I love to see animated stuff also made into live action. So yeah, I'm on board yeah. for that. Um, I, I just hope if they do. The only whole thing I'm more worried about is while I love the Clone Wars, it obviously had a kid feel. I mean, even though there was those 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 violence in it, those lot of stuff, but you could tell it was made for kids. Um, so for me, this if it starts out that way. You know, I don't know how enjoyable it'll be unless they change it, you know, make it more mature if they make it live action. Maybe uh, I do want to mention when you go back to that last graphic uh, with the uh, with the with the um, models they made for the uh, concept art. I just realized the one with the hair looks legitimately like they just literally ripped her from the character in the last uh, season seven of Clone Wars. The one of the sisters. It's like literally her. Oh, the second from the right. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I actually, I feel I feel bad. That is the only Clone Wars arc I have not watched. You I think I watched. watched the... No, I, I I know season seven is amazing because of the Mandalorian or the Mandalore arc. Uh, gotcha. Season Mandalore, right, 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 right. Dude, those first two arcs, Bad Batch and the the, the two sisters, I fell asleep. Like I tried to binge it all in one day and I got through the first episode of the sister arc and then I was out. I was out like a light. I did not remotely care about them at all. So maybe maybe you're right. Even the way they drew her face, the the smirk, it looks just like her. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, But um, yeah, no, I mean, I'd be on board for like, I mean, I'm a Star Wars nut, dude. I'll watch anything you throw at me. I I mean, I might end up saying I hate this This as a trash, but I'll I'll watch (laughs) it. Um, Yeah. like I said, per- if you want my perfect opinion, I would rather this be live action. But I think the way they're designed it, it's better to off as animated. And I don't know if it should be live action. Yeah. Goldman, go ahead. Yeah, you, you want this to be a movie one day? Uh, part of me actually says no. I mean, I feel like at least with this conflict that's brewing, I mean, it's going to start with a book. Um, and then I feel like an animated show is better to build off from that book. I feel like if you do a movie, assuming that it's going to start with an animated series, you're going to have to do a lot more explaining and backstory and stuff. I mean, would I like it? Sure. Would I watch it? Yes. Um, I just, I don't think that's going to happen unless it's super successful then probably. Um, I don't know if I, if I had to bet money, I don't think the high Republic would, uh, become a movie at some point, but I actually have a question for the both of you. Do either of you plan on reading any of the high Republic books? Oh, of course. Uh, I've been listening to the audio book for Thrawn Ascendancy, mm-hmm. and it, it took a while to get interesting, but I'm, I'm liking it now. I, I rather okay. I would rather read things and listen to them. I do plan on reading all of the um, books, okay. and because cool. of my Instagram, I, I probably could. Eh, maybe maybe not. Uh, I could probably ask for like early copies of it and get them. I, I have some friends who already have 
uh, a few of the books for the High Republic. You just can't like talk about any of it until the uh, yeah. release embargo lifts. So that's something I'm interested in. I definitely would cool. like to get my hands on it, but um, I, I, I don't know the, the comic books. I won't probably read like the kid ones. Mm-hmm. Like like Lungo was kind of talking about how if it's more kid orientated, I, I wouldn't be that interested in it. And I have the same feel on that. I think the first eight eight chapters of uh, Light of the Jedi, which is the first all one right. that comes out in January is already out there. So we can all read that if we wanted to, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah longer, I, I, re- you know? I read the first couple of chapters, the first, uh, well, cause they put up, I think it was the one, the one chapter, they put up the first chapter. Yeah. I, I read that up, Then they put more. I read the first chapter one. It was interesting, but I gotta tell you, that's a, even though it, was, it seems like it was very exciting. If people haven't read it, I don't want to spoil that part, but even though it seems like it's very exciting, it seemed a very slow way to start a, a book to me. Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to really spoil either because, like, whatever happened in that chapter, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, if you really care, all that happened was there's a lady who has a ship that transports people, like, uh, basically immigrants across the galaxy. Yeah. She was taking them to the New Republic, and then basically the ship crashed. Like, there was a big accident, and that kind of is what they say sets the entire story and conflict up for the rest of the High Republic mm-hmm. series, where she crashes into something, like, it's something in hyperspace, so... Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's supposed to be some weird thing in hyperspace that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be some kind of uh, the Nile, probably like our, our final. That, yeah, that's like, intercept that's the main hyperspace villain. lanes and yeah. Well, what well, I hope, I what I sorry, what I hope this this books well, this, it's a multimedia project, right? What I hope it's kind yeah. of like is the old uh, New Jedi Order books. For those of you who don't know, it's a um, it's like a nineteen book story that took place in the expanded universe after Return of the Jedi. I would love that if it was just not like a trilogy, but like a legit saga of just book after book after book after book. Um, and when you can also do it in different mediums too. Um, like the main books could focus on like the main players in the story, but you know, there's like the uh, YA novels could focus on different people than like the actual junior books can focus on like kids doing something and then the comics. So I really hope it's like that. And then um, I, part of me would almost somewhat prefer that than an animated series. I feel like there's, if there's an animated series, then they're not going to do that much with the books. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I would be happy with both if it's just a really good long story. I think it will be. And one thing I think would be kind of interesting is exploring the Sith during this time period. Uh, that Daniel Richmond guy that I talked about earlier did say that Darth Bane was going to show up in multiple projects, like when it comes to the shows in the future. This could be kind of the era he was alive during. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be a little no. late. No. He was a thousand because, years. I mean, yeah, he was a thousand years. Before yeah, the and, and and canon though. I mean, it, well, not not in the in the expanded universe. I mean, canon wise though, is like is that still the case? Yoda knew about him, and and the only thing we really know about him in the canon right now is Yoda in season six of the Clone Wars, the lost episodes. Where he uh, well, says that he because too. they haven't heard from the Sith in a thousand years, according to prequels. Ah, okay. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe, basically, maybe, that's maybe. when Bane started his rule too. That's when he went to hiding with his rule. Okay, too, and that was a mm-hmm. thousand years per the prequels. Well, then maybe we can get his ghost or something like that in this. I just think it would be a cool tie, and I would like to explore the Sith and find out about them during the High Republic era, even if it's not the Jedi like actually running into them. I mean, it could be like one or two Padawans who run into the Sith planet and the Sith come out and like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we're going to kill you. Cause you know, you can't know that we're still around. That would be kind of cool, but also might be too dark for maybe a book or maybe too big of a deal for just the a books book. are maybe pretty mature. If you read a lot of the um, adult novels, they're pretty dark books. Some of them, 
the show maybe if they do the show it probably won't be as dark but the books do get pretty dark at times yeah what was the um i know it's i know it's legends now but what are the one there's like two like horror star uh, horror 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 style star wars the, books um red harvest one, is one of them i think one is yeah. death troopers where there's like actual zombies yes weird, yes yeah, I, I don't know anything about the book. But. Then again, you know, Han Solo fought the Otter Queen, so um, <laughs> no, never know. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in High Republic. I, I don't know how well it's going to be received. I don't think a movie would be the best idea, at least until like mm-hmm. five to six years after the books have released, and maybe even more because of the shows and the live action stuff they got going on now. But it's um, nice to have a new era in Star Wars to explore. Like we're like we're Right now, it seems like when it comes to live action shows like The Mandalorian, we are committing to, or even the Rebel sequel uh, that's animated, we're committing to the timeline between episode six and seven, that 30 year gap. And with High Republic, we're now committing to the timeline before all the way this. before. Yeah. So it's nice to have like these two completely different options because I am so tired of that timeline between episodes three and four, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I mean, it, it, they have Agreed. just milked that dry and there's nothing even after episode nine which is okay and but there's barely anything before the phantom menace so now that we're finally getting that i think i can i can die happy and uh be, be <laughs> with the uh, star wars content so uh any any final thoughts on the high republic what you guys want to see in terms of you want to see some sith do you want to see more about the jedi more about the force any final thoughts on that uh, no sith um just a story I, I wanted to have be really large in scope, have different characters, different parts of the galaxy doing different stuff. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I'd say. Scope. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, I, I guess I have to read the books. That's why it gets real difficult for me to say, do I want to see live action High Republic when I don't know anything about it really? Um, so I I have to really read it to find out. But if they go in the way I think, then probably not. Uh, and uh, as far as this, like the Sith, you mentioned the Sith. I, this is why I hate Darth Bane. Everyone's like thinks I'm like you know her- heretical for saying I hate Darth Bane, but the Darth Bane and Lucas come up with the whole rule of two, just killed you know fantastic uh, uh, villainy and antagonists because they're not around for a thousand years, and if they, it's only two of them hiding for a thousand years, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, all right. No, I actually agree with you. I remember when um like Phantom Menace is what set that up as uh, Yoda and yeah. Mace Windu's line of like always two there are no more no less and uh, I think it's because Lucas wants to make it where like they're they're very selfish and you know I I kind of like the idea of it but I agree that it takes away a lot of the villainy for the Sith because I I, I like the Star Wars the Old Republic trailers of like all the Sith and Jedi going at it I would love to see that I would just love to learn more about the Sith and you can't really do that with just two. And also it does kind of take away the intrigue of the dark side when there's just two of them out there. And it's like, well, how do you find them? I'm like, how, like I, they, they're literally hiding from the Jedi for thousands and thousands of years. It does take away the uh, meaningfulness of them, in my opinion. But yeah. I mean, they won in the end, did they not? Uh, the Jedi are no more and neither are the Sith um, uh, until Ray came along. She's kind of like both of them, but you know, whatever. Uh, last topic <laughs> of the day though is uh, our boy, uh, our Lord and Savior, Father of the franchise, Star Wars creator George Lucas, yes. who in a interview, oh, <laughs> in a new interview uh, for that book, uh, the new Star Wars book called Star Wars Archives, it's between 1999 and 2005 for the prequels. He actually said why he decided to not make the sequel trilogy himself. 
Here is what he said. At the time, I was starting the next trilogy. I talked to the actors and I was starting to gear up. I was also about to have a daughter with my wife. It takes 10 years to make the trilogy. Episodes one through three took from 1995 to 2005. And in 2012, I was 69. Nice. So the question was, am I going to keep doing this for the rest of my life? Do I want to go through this again? Finally, I decided I'd rather raise my daughter and enjoy my life for a little while. I could have not sold Lucasfilm and gotten someone to run the productions, but that isn't retiring. It was the right thing to do. I thought I was going to have a little bit more say about the next three because I already started them, but they decided they wanted to do something else. They don't always, uh, things don't always work out the way you want it. Life is like that. Uh, Lunga, I'll give this first question to you. You think Lucas made the right choice here after, uh, after what he just said here? Man, listen, he does. He, he has nostalgia. He loves his creation. He's that he struggles with it saying, you know, I still want to be able to do this, but it's like, but do I really? You know, that's that's what he's saying every time. But do I really? You know, it's like a, it's a nice idea. Uh, it's a thought. And a lot of times it becomes, uh, you know, a seller's remorse. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, oh, I could have done a lot better than that. You know, they messed it all up. But, you know, it's he. No, dude, he was done. I think the 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 passion for loving it and being its creator was there. But the passion for making new stories wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's better that he just didn't do it. At this point, just let it go. Yeah. What do you think, Goldman? Um, I would agree. And I'm not saying this because I'm someone who likes sequels. Uh, moving my opinions of the sequels aside, I don't think you should be making movies unless you're 100% passionate about it. And George Lucas is right. You know, he said he's having a daughter. That family sh- should be the most important thing to him. And raising his daughter should be the most important thing to him. And creating a whole trilogy of films, again, that takes 10 years, uh, at least if it does it, he does it the same way as the prequels. That's a lot of time. And he's an older man. Um, if I was him, I would, yeah, I would just retire. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't blame him. And I, I don't think, um, I don't think it'd be a good idea if he made the films and he wasn't 100% committed to it like he was with the prequels. Yeah. Uh, that, that family is kind of, or his family in general is what have kept him from star Wars and filmmaking for so long. And uh, as just as a whole, I mean, he left filmmaking in what, what was it? 1983 uh, left it for 22 years directing at least because uh, he stopped in uh, 77. He stopped directing for so long and he retired after uh, return of the Jedi came out solely to raise his, his first daughter. Um, I think it was Katie. And he raised her, and once his children were kind of at an age where he didn't really need to be there 24-7, he wanted to make the prequels. And now, it seems like he sold Star Wars, largely to avoid the $500 million tax on the deal. But, um, you know, oh yeah, to, to raise his next daughter, uh, Everest, I think is her name, who, yeah, uh, she's young, kind of 69 is a little old to have a kid. I don't I don't know about all that, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the man, and he made it i think in the end he did make a good choice for himself I, i'm sure a lot of star wars fans are going to be like well you know if it was up to me i wish he didn't have a family at all and he only worked on star wars today, <laughs> uh, and everything but that seems to be what lucas wanted to avoid uh the author for skywalking a guy named dale Pollock, who you know wrote the biography on lucas said that star wars to him was kind of like a prison in a way and you know he couldn't really escape it and this was his uh get out of jail free card now, i do think it's interesting that he said it would have taken him 10 years to make the sequel trilogy if he had done it. And it took the actual sequel trilogy 
like what less than five I mean, they came out in 2015, ended in 2019. If we count production, I mean, they started production, that the, but that was the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that yeah, was I mistake. mean, but even, even with production too, though, I mean, they started in arguably 2013 at the earliest. I mean, 2012, they they got the company in October. They did not start anything in October. Lucas sold them the sequel outlines. They didn't even use that. So, I mean, at the at the earliest, they started in 2013. And they wrapped in 2019, and even then, that's kind of like a uh, up in the air on the actual ending of it because they probably finished the story and filming a few months before they actually released it. So, I mean, just saying, it, it took them um, a, a shorter time than Lucas did, basically a whole three years and a whole movie that he would have done. Lucas is very different on his approach to production than I guess Disney and, and Lucasfilm is today. But what, what do you guys think about the idea of him keeping the company but having someone else do the production, like? Let, let's be completely honest with ourselves here. With Lucas selling Lucasfilm or not, Kathleen Kennedy would have been the yeah. chairman for Lucasfilm and the president for Lucasfilm and would have been in charge of production for these films. Do you think the story for the sequels would have been vastly different than what we got? Do you think the perception of it, just the entire story of the sequels in terms of audience and like the story of we, the audience, looking at it, do you think that would have been different with Lucas keeping Lucasfilm but having Kathleen Kennedy in charge of production? I think the uh, reaction would still be largely negative. I mean, that's just, I think, I think that's just the nature of these films. People are more likely to dislike the new ones. And then as time comes on, uh, people will appreciate them. But I think the story would have been radically different. There is no way George Lucas would have hired someone like JJ Abrams to write any of the movies, maybe direct, but definitely not write. Um, Cause he, he said to himself, like, the the force awakens was a lot more of like a nostalgic film and he doesn't want to do that so yeah, the films i believe would have been vastly different i still think people underestimate how similar the force awakens was to what he would have done with his episode seven but the whole trilogy as a whole i think would be very different well uh, I, 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 <laughs> thanks for the super chat uh fofo says but mike zero <laughs> said that he just destroyed Catherine Kennedy <laughs> and is retaking the franchise <laughs> it is crazy how some like people I don't know if they're in denial of it or not, but like, don't understand like Lucas and Kathleen Kennedy are really good friends. He is yeah. probably closer <laughs> to Kathleen Kennedy than he is to Dave Filoni, a lot closer than he is to, to her than John Favreau. So, I mean, uh, yeah, he's the whole reason Kathleen Kennedy was in charge. And uh, when, uh, not long ago, sorry, Goldman, when you were talking about like him not bringing in JJ Abrams to write and direct, you're absolutely right. And believe it or not, the, before he sold, Lucasfilm to Disney, he was working on his sequel trilogy. He brought Kathleen Kennedy in to produce those movies, and he hired a guy named Michael Arden to write the script for those films. And the script that Michael Arden wrote did not, you know, go all that well for Disney's sakes. He was still on the movie after they sold the company. And you even look at the ending credits of The Force Awakens, it says written by uh, Michael Arden, J.J. Abrams, and Lawrence Kasdan. So Lucas was getting geared up to do that. And Michael Arden was writing the script. So, I mean, he was going to do things differently from the start. I, I think Lawrence Kasdan actually came in as a consultant as well for the sequel trilogy before he sold it to Disney. So things would have been different from the start. Uh, how different though? We, we won't know. Um, I mean, if we, if we just go off what, what he said uh, uh, in the same book, uh, f I guess a few years ago, or even re recently is that Darth Maul would have been a godfather and uh the crime lord yeah. and all that lay would have been the chosen one a lot of, a lot of weird and mcclunky in that if you will <laughs> um 
What do you what do you think, Lunga? What, what do you think about how different the story would have been if Lucas um, would have committed to? I all think of it, it it I mean it would have been different. It would have been what we heard him saying, you know, basically talking. But then again, we don't even know because we've heard so many different things. First, we hear about him talking about how it's going to be the dive into the wills and this microbiotic universe, and then we start hearing this thing about about Maul and 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 his apprentice. Uh, it take, you know, it's like how many ideas does the man have? He's going to pack it into one trilogy. I don't think it's all going to work. Uh, <laughs> But I, yeah, I think it would. I do think it would have been vastly different. And uh, like the point I made about how he doesn't, he doesn't have the passion to make them or the storytelling. Uh, but if he hired, if he just did, had Kasdan and had uh, that the the writer we were talking about and Kathleen Kennedy produce it, he could just play then that consultant where he could veto or or add yeah. things where he's not actively doing the storytelling. He's just you know uh, 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 guiding. Which does which he and I think when we talk about that whole thing with with uh, Eisner's book or not Eisner, um, Iger, uh, Iger's book, uh, and everything, I, I think he thought he might have that same consideration with this. That's probably what happened. You know, he's like, "This well, this is what we're planning." I mean, you guys want to do the same thing? I mean, it's still your your product. You guys can make what you want, but let me know. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, so I think that's what happened. But he wanted to do that and that that's how it worked out but I, yeah i think it would have been really different i would from what we got i know we had the, the writing credits and their stuff but i think it would have been completely different well you make a good point too about him saying that he thought he was going to have like like he gave them the outlines and he said in, the, in this interview he said i thought i was going to have a little bit more say about the next three because i already started them but they decided they wanted to do something else and there's a little bit more of a story to that which is a conversation for another day but yeah he he, he truly thought when he sold the franchise that they were going to use those outlines that he handed them and i i think that would have also changed things differently it's it, it's kind of amazing in star wars i think it's one of those few franchises and stories that there's so many missed opportunities so many alternate realities and universes that we have of what if someone else directed the sequels what if someone else directed the prequels what if lucas had kept the rights to the star wars franchise what if he had sold it but disney used his outlines uh, what if colin javaro had stayed on for episode nine i mean there's so many so many different things and I, I think that's what makes the franchise pretty unique and and great but uh we're going to wrap up the show in, in a minute. Uh, the next next show should be next week about the chapter 15 of The Mandalorian. You guys got any predictions for that? I, I personally will give my prediction of that. Rick Famuyiwa is going to be writing it, so he'll also be directing it. And it's going to be similar to the one he directed in season one, uh, chapter six, where I think it was called The Prison or something like that, where they broke out that one person and he left uh, Bill Burr's character, which I'm also very excited to see return. Uh, I just I, My prediction is basically... Chapter the next chapter, chapter fifteen, they're gonna break out Bill Burr, and then chapter sixteen, season finale, they're gonna go try to save Grogu. Uh, what's your guys' predictions? I, th I think I think this will be the first episode um, in the whole series that we don't see uh, Baby Yoda. And part of me, oh, part of me, kind of part of me, would kind of like that. I don't know, just just really focusing on Mando. Um, but uh, I, uh, there's not that much to predict. I mean, we'll probably see uh, Bill Burr's characters. I, I hope we see the other two characters, the um the Twi'lek chick and uh, the Deveronian, because uh, they're technically with him at least going by the end of the Prisoner, uh, chapter mm -hmm. six. Um, so I'd like to see them too. Um, but yeah, my prediction is that we won't see Baby Yoda this episode. Uh, oh yeah, this next episode is definitely a heist. It's just, just it's gonna be a replay. Everyone was talking about to worry about a filler episode or this. That's what this one's gonna be. This one's going to be a yeah. filler episode, uh, breaking Bill Burr out, um, and it's going to be a lot like that episode we saw that Bill Burr was in, uh, where they're breaking him out of the ship. It's going to be something similar to that. 
uh, effect, uh, the heist kind of thing or whatever. But yeah, so they're going to be breaking him out, and that's going to be the whole p- p- process of this video. And yeah, Bloman's right. Well, this is going to be the first episode we're not going to see Baby Yoda uh, in there. I think that'll add uh, a unique dynamic to the show. I mean, I feel like some people will complain, but maybe some people will say that we're not uh, missing anything, really. Like, it, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, I did forget, since I since I didn't do Chatooine uh, last week, I asked people uh, to put um, some questions in the community tab for us, and I would answer, like, the top few. So we have, like, maybe three or four questions to, to answer. One of them is, uh, who would you cast as Thrawn in the live-action series? I'm curious what you guys think about that because a lot of people have said uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and I, I I don't want that because I don't like big celebrities like that in my Star Wars films or just in general. But I can't think of anyone else to cast as uh, a Thrawn actor. So so who do you guys think should be live action Thrawn? There's Lars Mikkelsen. He did the voice for him in uh, in Rebels, and he does look like him. He, he did, I would he, like that. It, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really big with like actors. I don't really like care too much. Um, I mean, if they, they cast Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, they did a good job with that. I think they'll do a good job of um, the casting. But yeah, a specific person, I don't know. I don't know many actors. So yeah, I did have Benedict Cumberbatch in mind. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I'd prefer Lars Mikkelsen because I really do like that voice of uh, his and Rebels. So yeah. Yeah, he did a really good job. And can we mention also that they... Uh... Rosario Dawson, I, she exceeded my expectations. I gotta be honest with you. I, I I was I was unsure about her because she kind of plays the same kind of character and everything she's in for a long time. Um, she's always kind of like that that you know reluctant woman that's drawn into things and she doesn't want to deal with this. You know, she's like kind of like that everything she's been in. I was kind of worried. I'm like, well, how well is she gonna? Act? Dude, she knocked it out the park. And only she knocked it out the park. I think she seriously watched a lot of those Clone Wars episodes to study this character to get her movements right, her emotions mm-hmm. right. Her, her facial expressions, right? Yeah, she really wanted to do this, and I think she did a spectacular job um, as Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really liked her performance. Um, the, my, my only critique at the beginning was just I didn't like her voice, and that's not a Rosario Dawson thing. That's just I'm so used to Ashley being the voice actress for Ahsoka. But, yeah, movement-wise, the, the way her character just basically acted, I mean, I mean she felt very much like Ahsoka from the Clone Wars and, and like Ahsoka from Rebels. And, and yeah. I, I like that aspect about her. Also, uh, the, Fofo, the next... Fofo in the comments is right. He, Lars Mikkelsen also was in Sherlock. If you guys want to see what he uh, acts like, watch the BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, he plays uh, the Charles Augustus Magnuson in there, and he did great in there. And no, Hannibal cannot be Thrawn because Hannibal is his brother, Maz Mikkelsen, who's already Gale in herself, so no, he can't be Thrawn. Yeah. Did not know that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Galen Urso. That was Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, that was his brother. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I remember. I remember him. Uh, the next, I think we have two or three more questions from this that were good. Uh, Zach Bridge asked, uh, "Do you know what jizz is in the world of Star Wars?" Do I want to know? <laughs> I don't That's know. Question. That's the question. It's the, it's the weirdest know. question I've ever heard. I actually think it's called the Force. Um, that would be uh, the, the big twist oh, of it all. How do you think uh, Shmi got pregnant? Oh, oh we know. Uh, oh, it, was, uh, it was Palpatine playing with the midi chlorians. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Well, that, that's what Jizz is called, midi chlorians. There it's, you go. Yes, it's midi jizz. <laughs> uh, that's that's the it's kind of, count. Makes <laughs> it kind of weird that the the Doctor Parshing wants Baby Yoda's uh, midi chlorians now, but oh no, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> if you th- if you think about how they did the episode, he was more fascinated in him as a, as a creature because he didn't want to kill him. He didn't want him dead. He was fascinated in him as a scientist. Obviously, he's doing his job as a scientist, you know, getting the midichlorians for the project they're doing. But he was fascinated in that in him as a creature and didn't want him harmed. Yeah, I, I still one other thing. I still find it crazy. I mean, what would you do if I told you, like a week before before the show started, that we'd be t- that we'd be talking about midichlorians in the Mandalorian? I think that's so crazy. But the, the, I don't think anyone really predicted it. Yeah, that, that's my next that's project: totally. Sith Holocron. Oh, okay. You're gonna use the um. You ever read that uh, book of Sith? I, I have a copy, but there's like that I big holocron. That so, I wanted that Dude, thing so bad. It is so I, expensive. It's like five hundred yeah, bucks on yeah. eBay. Here's the thing. Oh my God. I saw it when, like I saw it early on on Amazon. On Amazon, there were like this is about five six years ago, I think, and it was like sixty bucks. And at the time, I was like, Do I really want to spend sixty dollars on this? I don't know. I'll wait. Let me put it in my in my save for later. You know. And then it when I looked at it like uh, six months later, it was like, oh, it's gone check back later and i can never find mm-hmm. it again then i started looking it up and like you said it's like 500 bucks i'm like holy hell i should have bought this thing i should have bought yeah, 10 of them yeah a lot of demand <laughs> for it now i don't think they make them anymore and that's yeah. why it's it's yeah, like they that. Had the, the sith one they had the jedi book they had the bounty hunter one and then there's the imperial handbook i, I want all of them of course but uh the, the sith and the jedi one are the most interesting the other two are kind of like meh for me but yeah the sith holocrons yeah. are pretty cool and I and, and listen, I, I like giving back. I got some, you know, guys. I, I I will try. You know, if you guys subscribe to all, obviously you subscribe to Star Wars only if you're here. Subscribe to Goldman, subscribe to my channel, and I'll do a giveaway and give away Seth Holocron to someone on on one Ooh. of my shows. Yeah, I think we'll, that's we'll, a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I, you gotta, I like you gotta that. subscribe to me and Goldman. You gotta subscribe to both the channels. Hook it up, and then we'll we'll, we'll do a giveaway for. You. Yeah, and you have to comment something specific, like yes. jizz and Star Wars. There you go, jizz and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how we'll know that you're you're from uh, Chatooine. Uh, oh, that's completely question. unforgettable now. If I see that, comment, yeah, honestly, exactly what it's for. Uh, last big question from uh, the community tab was: uh, When will Lucasfilm announce? Oh, actually, no, my bad. Uh, wrong, wrong one. Um, it was if you were head of Lucasfilm. What would you do with Star Wars, and what would the movies and TV shows you make for the future of Star Wars? I would let people obviously do something like The Mandalorian. I'd have so many different projects. I think I would just be exploring all eras. We got something like The Mandalorian. Claude series. (laughs) Boy. Uh, One thing, yes, Claude. I'd probably have something after The Rise of Skywalker, probably something in Old Republic. Uh, something like the High Republic too. I- I'd be exploring all the eras. I'd probably move away from the films and really focus on like an animated show or a lot of animated series and a lot of the live action series and the books. What about you, Longa? What- what's your? What are you doing? Oh, Revan. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic, Revan Malik, the whole Revan saga, starting out as a Jedi, the Mandalorian Wars, becoming Darth Revan, losing his memory, coming Revan again, fighting Mal. That's that's what I would do. Okay, and and, uh, and I and not as a movie either. That would have to be an epic, multi-season series like Game of Thrones. That's that's how Kotor needs to be done. I like that, and and you're gonna do like the Star Wars Underworlds budget, where it's like fifty million dollars per episode. It's gotta be tons go of all money. Out. Yes, it's gotta be all. Yeah. It's gotta be tons of money. Bankrupt Disney. Just and then in the last and in the last season, give it up because I have a Netflix contract and say, yeah, we don't care, and then make it suck. Just like <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Personally, if I was if I was Lucasfilm president, I, I I would do Old Republic stuff. Um, do a trilogy on how the 
Republic formed in general and just like the war between the Jedi and the Sith and what eventually like destroyed the Sith. And uh, then I would um, make a series on uh, oh, who? Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh, just Dark Jar Jar. be Dark Jar Jar. Dark Jar Jar, and also, I, since I'm Lucas on president, I literally would just spend my days watching documentaries and uh, uh, reading books on like what Lucas was like behind the scenes and just make memes. I would make the official Star Wars Instagram account and oh. Twitter account, just post nothing but memes. No, actually, we know, we know what you'd be doing. You'd be like saying, uh, Can you put George on my calendar for today? But he was on your calendar yesterday, put him back on today. I need to talk to him about this urgent importance. And then you <laughs> come in, like, What, 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 what's get all going on? you're like, Oh, I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> How about this? the the very first thing i would do is call up ryan johnson and say just letting let you know your trilogy is happening uh it's gonna happen very soon that's God. what i would do. oh yeah I'm calling up saying good luck in all the rest of your movies because you are never touching star wars again <laughs> uh I, w- I would try to troll everyone that i could like um the doomcock and mike zeros of the world like i would pr- I'd, i would since i'm so petty against like fake news i literally would send those guys a cease and desist and i would yeah. say if you ever put out fake news again i will fucking get your channel Same. taken down or or I'll, I'll even make it worse anytime they say something i'll just retweet it <laughs> any, any scoop they have just scare the Star Wars fandom of like Ryan Johnson just got canceled by George Lucas and just retweet. Like, wait, is is this fucking real? Like, I think I think that would. Um, you have the Disney Plus account, and Disney Plus is constantly retweeting Doomcock. <laughs> Doomcock, very family friendly guy named uh, Doomcock. Uh, last last question for the community tab, and then we'll call it a day. Is uh, if we do meet a young Luke, how do you think they will do it from a real world perspective? Uh, do they de-age Mark Hamill, or do you guys think they're going to do the uh, Sebastian Stan guy? At least a new actor, uh, probably Sebastian Stan. I mean, Mark, he's he has Mark Hamill's seal of approval. Yeah, uh, I think Mark, Sebastian Stan even said he would love to do it, um, but there's no way Mark Hamill would do it. I'm pretty sure he said he's done with Luke Skywalker. Um, also, the aging wouldn't work. I mean, this is shortly after Return of the Jedi. Mark Hamill is significantly older than Luke would be uh, in this show. Um, maybe he'll like consult uh, Sebastian Stan, whatever actor. But yeah, definitely not Mark Hamill. Same boat. Yeah. So bring in Sebastian Stan. There's nobody else. I mean, I'm sure there probably is somebody else, but there's nobody else that can play him. He's, he looks exactly like him. I mean, when they do those faces, it's like they're not even deep fakes. It's just literally cropping his head on the body. Yeah. And, and it's, it's him. It's we all have a twin in the world, and Mark, Mark Hamill found his young twin, yeah. which uh, I guess that means uh, maybe in 30, 40 years when Sebastian Stan gets older and looks like Mark Hamill today, I can hit him up and be like, hey, we're going to uh, retcon the sequel trilogy and start all over. As long as Claude's still in episode nine, I'm okay with it. Uh, what do you think the third movie is going to be called? It's not going to be called The Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be called The Rise of Claude's. Rise of Claude's. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be more yeah, horror. It's a horror movie. Jeez, it's like yeah. how about Darth Claude? No, yeah, Darth Claude. <laughs> he may have no arms. Uh, no, six lightsabers for all of his uh, antennas. Oh god, he's like General Grievous on drugs. It's the dark side of the penis. <laughs> oh man uh, I'm, I'm excited for the Claude series but thank you all for uh, tuning in that's all the time we have today so if you uh, enjoy us here on Chatsuween make sure you subscribe to Darth Daddy Lunga and the Goldman's channel who links are in the description below can't wait to see you all here again next week if you like the content we do make sure you like comment and subscribe on the video because it does about the show we will see you all next time and may the force be with you always